How are you today, Josh? I'm okay. I just got back from a little weekend trip up to Northern California. Oh, you're so lucky you get to go places. Yeah, it's getting a little bit more open here. I'm fully vaccinated. Yeah. So I hope you're jelly. I'm very gelatinous, <laughs> extremely jelly. Oh, I'm sorry that it's taken longer for you guys up in Canada. Yeah, well, me too. But it'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, your you intentions know. make me feel slightly better. My intention, I feel like you're trying to lead us in yeah, I was. very I clumsily <laughs> into I our topic extremely for clumsy. today. Well, I try. <laughs> How are you, Aya? I'm all right. Yeah? I have some allergies, but... Uh, I have allergies too, I think. We both have allergies, but we're countries apart. My allergies. Welcome back to Adulthood Friends. This is the discussion-based podcast where two former childhood acquaintances, now friends, discuss the things that adverb, Josh? Uh, reasonably. Reasonably matter. It's your adverb of the week. Uh, and I'm Aya. I'm Josh. And welcome to episode 19. And... Today, we're going to be talking about intention versus action. Mm. So we're wondering, do intentions matter? And how much do they matter? Compared to action. Compared to action. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. And um, you know, have you been offended? And have you offended people? And is it yeah. more important to be kind or to be right? I don't know if that's a question we should ask or not. but It's totally a question we should ask. All right, perfect. Uh, and another question I have, do actions matter more from people with power or influence? Ooh. Yeah, what do you think of our topic today, Josh? I think it's going to hit pretty close to home in some places. Okay, great. Well, yeah. should we get into it then? Let's get into it, Aya. And we're back. Hey, Josh. Hey, Aya. Have you ever offended someone unintentionally? Have I ever offended someone unintentionally? Yeah, or upset someone unintentionally? Yeah, a lot. A lot? Oh, <laughs> not a okay. lot. Okay, more than, I shouldn't say a lot. It's not like I do this all the time. But I've done it more than I've wanted to. Mm. I don't think I offended people intentionally. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know what the thing is? Here's the thing about me. I have these like two sides to myself. One is this people-pleasing type of side where I want to you know, I just want everyone to like me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm very empathetic towards them. And I and I try to consider, you know, what that person would or wouldn't like or would be offended by. But then there's this other kind of trolley side to me, where I like to like, push the boundaries, push some buttons, just to see if we can either I don't know, I like to test the limits of people's beliefs a little bit. And that can get me in trouble. Sometimes some people have the personality type where they love that and they engage with me on that and other people are very uncomfortable with it hmm. and I don't always know whether someone's going to be uncomfortable with it till I do it and I don't even recognize sometimes when I'm doing it I think sometimes when I get a little bored in conversation I think that's when I do it yeah. <laughs> I start pushing a little bit hmm. there's this guy that lives in my house who's this most wonderful sweet guy his name's Oscar He's from Colombia. He's not the grouch. He's not a grouch in any way. No, okay. he's he's just the nicest. Like literally we'll wake up in the morning and he'll have made muffins for everybody. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Sweetest guy in the world. <laughs> but he also, he tells me things like he doesn't really like to watch dark 
movies and he doesn't like to talk about upsetting things. He's all, he's really into Disney films. He's really into Taylor Swift. He has a very like positive, upbeat personality, but it almost like to some people might seem a little too much. Like what's like, there's gotta be something going on. Like, right. and I just couldn't help. I couldn't just leave it there. Right. I have to like test his views of the world. Like you really think everything's just like generally positive. And <laughs> so I, like, I remember I, I, I call this a game. It's like the, who would you kill game? I started playing with him. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, all right, you have, it's like, you have to make a choice, your mom or your dad, you know? <laughs> That's a horrible game. How is that a game? Oh, I like it because it really tests, like, you have to make logical, non-emotional choices. If you have, if you're forced with these decisions that, you know, you have to, for example, okay, would you save this person that you love or uh, a high school class full of uh, <laughs> random high school students that you don't know? Mm. you know are you asking me because i'll I uh, i'm not that. i know i think we should play this game sometime on the podcast because i think i think you will do one give me one give me one right now uh what uh <laughs> no no also, it's okay. part of the part of the rule of this game is you shouldn't ask the person you shouldn't put yourself into it like me or that because that makes it awkward well i don't have a problem with that <laughs> you could, i could ask you <laughs> It's like, well, it, we shouldn't do people we've had on the podcast because <laughs> they're going to listen. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Or people that listen. Okay. So if I made you choose between your brothers. Oh, that's terrible. See what I mean? Do that. It's so hard to that's do. That's horrible. It's, uh... I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, no. Not no. publicly. <laughs> not even private. Don't make me. Do so that. suddenly that was, that was the terrible one. Well, because you can't make, I was about to say no family members. But you oh. said like a person you love versus a class of high school students. I don't even know them. What I mean, like I care okay, about your friend, people, but Adriana. Okay. Or the city of Toronto. Oh, but I know people in the city of Toronto, so it's not equal. Ah, okay. You know what? I chose too big a city. Yeah, that's way too big. The city of Barry. <laughs> Barry. I would save my friend Adriana. <laughs> This is a terrible game. I, I can't believe you. I, I wanted to bring up the game without actually playing the game. <laughs> we're gonna I'm have to, sorry. That was we're going to play this game. That? We're going to actually do, no, we're going to play this game for real sometime. No, I don't think uh, so. Yeah, I think we'll have to do an episode. A whole episode on this? Nobody wants to. Not just on this, but it. Like horrible games? This belongs to like some topic of like logic versus emotion or something. Oh, good call. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's move on. So we have an example of that game. So yeah, anyway, I, I basically did this with him and I could tell like I was just going a little too far hmm. by going there. That's just like one example, but I tend to right. do this type of thing with some people. I guess when I feel people aren't being either honest with me or not being honest with themselves, I tend to test it a little bit. Hmm. I felt actually he wasn't being totally honest with himself and I wanted to like break that. I don't know why. I don't know why. I... Well, I think you're a you're like deeply interested in people and like how they work and you're not really interested in people keeping up the appearance of how they want to be seen yes you're so right about that but not only that I think I'm really interested in truth and sometimes I want truth over kindness right sometimes I do it's more important for me to be correct to be right than it is for me to be kind. I mean, the kind thing wouldn't have been to do that. Right. But on the other hand, there is a, an advantage sometimes where once I dive in deep with people, I tend to do that maybe a little too fast, but because I do that, we bond a lot faster. Mm. Some of the people that I've had these kind of maybe 
I don't want to say miscommunications with, but these kind of, you know, hurdles to overcome, maybe if I push too far or something, we actually are like closer than, than others. Like we get really, really close. I think when we, when we deal with deeper things faster. Mm -hmm. And do you think that was the case with Oscar? I think we're pretty close. I mean, I just went up, uh, I said, I just went on a trip uh, north this weekend. I went with him. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. I went with him and I went with another housemate and I went with my girlfriend. Okay. And so, so and we had a great time, I think. Yeah. And maybe okay. he hated it. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's enough about your adventures. I'm a little too gelatinous to hear. About uh, I know. Oh yeah. You're too, you're, you're too, uh, you're too peanut butter and jealous. Yes, that's correct. So your intentions are generally good, but sometimes all you want is the truth and you don't really, you're no longer really prioritizing someone else's feelings. Well, here's the thing. I don't believe that my intentions in any of those cases were bad. I felt my intention, ultimately, if I was doing that, I wanted to, maybe I wanted to help Oscar realize, I don't know, the, the issues with the world or something. And that was going to help him ultimately, instead of being too naive or something, right? But was that going to help him or was it going to make you feel better in some way? Maybe both. Ugh. I mean, obviously, I believed that it was going to help him. I, if I don't think right. something's going to help somebody, generally speaking, I mean, part of that comes down to me thinking if they just know the truth, it'll be better for them. Like right. then they'll have the truth and the truth will set you free, set you free. <laughs> to, uh, to say another cliche. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't handle the truth. <laughs> Maybe we don't all want to know about the dark recesses in our own minds. We don't all want you playing those. But I, I do have this belief that when you don't address some of that stuff, sometimes it comes, it comes out in other ways. Like in very, you know, people repress things. It comes out badly. It comes mm -hmm. out as this anxiety. Right. I mean, that's an understanding I might have, but just, just because it's a general thing that might be true doesn't mean like in the moment, this is the right thing to do. And I recognize that. Right. Right. Or at least I should recognize that usually. Yeah. But yeah. I do sympathize with your position though. I'm kind of, I'm acting all like, oh, interesting. So you do that. But <laughs> now that you're saying that. You totally do that too, don't you? <laughs> I totally do that. I'm. I, uh, this I, is one of the reasons we connect. <laughs> I don't know if you realized. <laughs> I think it is. And I think actually it's, I was going to say this earlier when you were talking about how you do that. And I was going to be like, oh yeah, that's actually one of my favorite aspects of, of the Josh character or whatever of you as a person, that's one of my favorite things is when you kind of push those buttons, I'll almost like you more. I'm so sad that some of our phone calls were not recorded so I can <laughs> play for people. The stuff that you say that is solely kind of like button pushy or just like, I don't know, just sort of- you know, like, everybody thinks you're so nice, Josh. Yeah. They don't even know. They don't even know. And they never will <laughs> apparently because- you do a good job of keeping it in uh no I, I don't but I promise everyone he's he's secretly very evil no no I think no, those two things can coexist I mean I don't think they're actually contradictory I think they appear contradictory mm. you know I don't know what if it, it's kind of like being in a therapy session and trying to push too hard with somebody right too fast like you might have good intentions to help them but like you're not yeah I just want to go too fast I think sometimes with people yeah, I think it can be intense for people, especially if they're just like at a party and like, oh, I'm going to socialize. And they're like, I brought myself, you know, I, I got myself here. It's a nice time. Everybody's happy. And then suddenly there's someone just like trying to burrow into the into the dark, dark recesses of your mind. Yeah. You know, not only that, I mean, someone like Oscar, he's from Colombia. He's already like translating everything I 
you know, from English to oh, his language true, yeah. every time he's dealing with so many other things. And on top of that, I'm like making him challenge his views of the world. Yeah. And for all you know, he is adopting all that kind of positivity to counteract some of the shit that he's gone through. Who knows? Like, yeah. well, I don't know. Here's the thing. I want to ask if this is true about you as well. Hmm. When I see inconsistencies in somebody's personality or their beliefs of the world, hmm. that I have to tackle. Yeah, it bothers me. And I have this belief that it's going to be damaging to them as well. If they don't recognize these inconsistencies, it's like believing in like a fully loving, I'm going to get a little religious here, but you know, believing in a fully loving God, and then believing that like gay people should be burned at the stake or something. Right. <laughs> like having those two viewpoints would be inconsistent. And I would probably try to attack that a little bit or at least yeah. question it or get them to question it yeah do you ever do that is that something that bothers you as well when you recognize those inconsistencies in somebody for sure it's interesting the way that you interpret it because I don't know that I don't know that it's so altruistic when I think about it sometimes I'm just it's a it is certainly a curiosity like how do you manage to believe this and this at the same time I think it's more I'm interested in it more than like I think I'm going to solve it or help anyone by asking them about it because I I guess ultimately I don't really believe I'm going to change anyone's mind which maybe is a little bit defeatist but oh I'm like the opposite a little bit I for some reason uh, I always think I'm going to change everyone's mind like I have <laughs> the way I'm going to be the one to do it you know what that's great I think I think I should have a little bit of that because um I mean people's minds change I mean I've had discussions with lots of people where it's like how how do you simultaneously believe this and this I don't understand how you can how these are both somehow valid to you and you know it's just I guess we all have those kind of blind spots and yeah I, I do kind of attack them but it eventually kind of gets to the point where I feel uncomfortable kind of it's almost like going through someone's closet and being yeah. like it's not my closet. It's your closet. Like you deal yeah. with your stuff, I guess. But I'm since I'm here, I feel like I should say something. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you open someone's closet and you're like, by the way, like, you know, the, if you categorize, put these and it's like, I don't, what are you it's even like, doing? But then again, if though? you didn't say something in the first place, they may never, like you, right. you think maybe me saying something will be the instigator of change here. It's true. And I have a hard time not saying things. That's also true. Yeah. But then again, I don't try to usually... Like, even though I was saying, like, I wanted to, with Oscar and the, you know, the darkness, my goal is not to, like, show people that the world is bad or something. It's actually the opposite. I, mm. I believe you can believe in goodness and all that stuff, but not have false beliefs as well. I think we can, we can be optimistically realistic or realistically optimistic without being false. Mm. And I think falsehoods can be damaging. It's just a belief that I have, like, these falsehoods do spread and they become damaging, even if in the moment they don't seem as damaging okay yeah okay so there's I guess a you know those are some good examples of split between my intention versus action there yeah <laughs> yeah okay great and I think there's also this is related but also different the idea of intent versus impact so this comes up a lot in I know it's related but it comes up mainly in sort of anti-racism anti-sexism discussions so the idea is that your intentions don't matter as much as the impacts they have on someone. And there is the argument that it's inherently privileged to focus on the intentions of the perpetrator 
rather than the feelings and experiences of the person who's affected by them. Mm -hmm. So just kind of to bring this into larger discussions, because that is, that is kind of a big current discussion in terms of, you know, when, even if intentions do matter, how much do they matter? Does it matter as much as the impact you have, or does it matter as much as your actions? Yeah. Does it matter that the police officer didn't intend right. to, to take the life, you know, when he fired his gun? That's more extreme, but yes. Yeah. I, I went very extreme. You, you went know, right extreme. <laughs> I was thinking of like, if you say something that you didn't think was offensive, but did offend someone, then do you just apologize? Like, is it important to, do you prioritize the other person's feelings over well it, the worse the impact is right then the more we apply weight to the impact versus the intention right like for example mm. if it's something i said that i didn't mean to come across a certain way yeah that's something i think an apology could solve and we can understand via intention you know i think we can deal with that a little bit more by focusing sometimes mm. on the intention but if you like took a life if you hurt somebody irreparably. For example, you might not have intended something, but if you didn't foresee the consequences of your action, then that's neglect. And there's a reason we have something called Mm. like criminal neglect. Right. And I want to, can we hold on the extreme examples for a minute? I just want you to stay in the- My mind goes extreme right away. (laughs) I know your mind goes extreme and there are really good examples for the extreme, but I, I think sometimes things like, what about hurting someone's feelings? Like it's it's not something you see, you have to basically take it by their word that they are offended by it. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you do you stick to it? Oh, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Or do you apologize? What's the, do you have problems with that? Sometimes, sometimes not. it depends. It's very contextual, yeah. right? I think that, I don't think those two are mutually exclusive. I think you can right. state that wasn't your intention. So the other person can understand because sometimes part of the problem is the other person might see a false intention in you. Right. Based on how it impacted them. Okay. Right. It might help for them to know what your intention was. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's helpful. That being said, the kind thing to do is also to apologize for, you know, causing harm to someone, even if it was unintentional. Right. You know, and that goes a long way too. Okay, great. And have you ever been offended by someone's words? See, here's the thing. I generally have, I I can't think of an instance where I have been. I'm very, Mm -hmm. part of my belief system here is I do believe the world would be a happier place if we judge people more by their intentions and their actions. Now with extreme examples, <laughs> uh, notwithstanding. Right. But so, I mean, I've heard people, I was trying to think about this when we talked about this as a topic, I've had people say things that are meant as jokes. And because I, I know people think for some reason that I'm unoffendable, I don't know, or maybe that's mm-hmm. my impression of what people think. You can dish it, but you sure can't take it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't realize that I can't take it. Call back. <laughs> <laughs> so when people don't yet realize that I can dish it, but not take it, then I'll, I'll say, I'll generally say something like, yeah, I'm not a fan of the, for example, I'll be like, I really, I, I'm not a, into the Holocaust jokes, please no Holocaust jokes around me, or something like that. I think that's pretty fair to say. Do you relate to this at all, Josh? Or you're like, no, I have so many Holocaust jokes. (laughs) I don't mind. Again, when it comes to humor, I mean, maybe we'll do a whole episode on humor sometime. But I think that's a perfect, you know, kind of zone to talk about intention versus action here, because I think intention matters a lot when it comes to humor. For me personally, yes, knowing what the intention is, or even what the person kind of already believes behind 
the joke they're making makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. Yes. Right? Because oftentimes those jokes, they might sound bad out of context, but they're really a commentary on how people are terrible or something. And it's not them. But for example, you know, my favorite comedian, sorry if this offends anybody, but it's still, it's Louis C.K. And I know he's had his fair share of controversy, right? Mm. But he's just my, he's just, he's my favorite comedian. But part of what has always made me uh, love him as a comedian was that despite all the horrible things he said, I kind of just, you know, I got the impression he didn't believe any of this stuff. It wasn't, Mm. you know, he in fact believed the opposite. That's why it was funny that he was saying it. Right. He was a good hearted person saying all this stuff, but because of some of the stuff he's gotten in trouble with now, when he makes jokes relating to the things that he got in trouble for, it's much more uncomfortable. Right. Because I don't know that the intention is so pure anymore. It's like if you saw Bill Cosby make a bunch of jokes about, uh, I don't know. Yes, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. You'd be like, ah, it's not. Well, because his actions have tainted his intention. His actions have. Yeah. At least in regards to certain types of jokes, we'll, we'll put it that way. Yeah, I think that's a good example. And I mean, speaking of comedians, I was thinking of, um, you know, the Borat movies as mm-hmm. an example. Because initially when they came out, so I remember seeing it in theaters and people didn't really know Sasha Baron Cohen that well, or like at least as high schoolers, we didn't we didn't really know of him very much. And I remember, you know, that song like "Throw the Jew Down the Well." And I just remember, or like, yeah. you know, when he's joking with the old like Jewish couple, like, "Oh, give yeah. them money." So that, yeah, so all these jokes. And I remember my friends, none of whom were Jewish, were looking over at me like, "Is this offensive?" And I'm like, "No, man. Yeah. Like, he's." I was like, he's speaking in Hebrew for half this thing. Like, do you, like, yeah, he is Jewish. He is Jewish. He's like, he's making a commentary on anti-Semitism by show, right. by by actually showing how much anti-Semitism exists. He's actually he's baiting people into into bringing that out. Yeah. But that's the context. You need to know the context and the intention. It matters. Exactly. Yeah. So the context and the intention in humor for sure matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it matters more to some people than others. We have to be honest, right? <laughs> right. Because some people would still not appreciate that. Yeah. I have friends even in my own house. There's one person in particular I've gotten into some big discussions about this. You know, she would say like, well, that's just not funny. Mm. It's just not funny. And that was just, you know, it doesn't matter. It's a triggering thing to talk about. You don't joke about that. Right. I don't share that belief, but I also don't have like a traumatizing experience of being like triggered every time it's brought up either. Right. But I also don't believe in censoring humor. I believe you should probably avoid just that person. And that's that. Yeah. You know, that's just my personal beliefs about that. But I understand, I can empathize with people who are triggered by things and, you know, it doesn't matter necessarily the, the context for them. For sure. I think that's a really good way of putting it. I agree. I understand the impulse to have those things that are only offensive and only upsetting to you just be quiet but I value humor way too much to have that even be a viable option it's like well you don't like them you don't listen to them I don't like Joe Rogan so I just don't listen to him doesn't (laughs) matter that he's everywhere not the best (laughs) example but you know what though I'm thinking about it like people will say like what they said was horrible why would you find that funny and I don't know how to explain it like it's because it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you find something funny because it's bad. It doesn't mean you believe it. It's because shock humor is a thing. It's taking being taken by surprise. But again, it still matters the context. If you see like a Nazi making jokes about throwing Jews down wells, it's very different. You yeah, know? not funny anymore. Yeah. It's not funny anymore because you're like, wait, he would throw Jews down wells. This is not, it's not a, he might be laughing about it, but that's not really a joke anymore, is it? Yeah. There's no, there's no like, 
extra commentary or context there. Yeah. And it's not like you can single people out and say like, wait, why are you laughing? Are you laughing because, you know, <laughs> are you laughing with them or are you laughing because you misunderstood the joke? Like you can't. I mean, some great comedians are good at that. They actually, they hear laughter after they say a joke and go, mm-hmm. why did you laugh at that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're making it's a great true, yeah. point. Part of why they made the joke was to see who would laugh at Right. At what? <laughs> a perfect example, by the way, of this thing was like, have you ever seen Louis C.K.'s Of Course, But Maybe skit? Oh, I think I have. Yeah, a long time. I haven't watched him in a while, obviously. Yeah, I won't go over the whole thing. If people <laughs> okay. know what I'm talking about, right. I mean, check that out. Okay. It's just a great way of like bringing the audience along with your kind of horrible thoughts and mm-hmm. getting them to laugh and then taking it farther. Okay. And then now they're a little uncomfortable, but it's like, well, you're already, you've already come this far with me. Mm. It's kind of pointing out people's own, also their hypocrisy. Right. Again, those inconsistencies. Yeah. Okay. That's very interesting. I could tell by how you just said that was very interesting. How interesting <laughs> you thought that was. No, no, I like it. I also, I'm. You're trying to segue. I know. I'm the person with the list this time. It's really bad. <laughs> so I know I, I stopped you earlier from talking about really intense instances of intention versus action. Mm-hmm. Now let's go into the really intense. Okay. So you'll be right at home here. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Aya? <laughs> I'm, I'm offended. Good. <laughs> so I think it's kind of interesting because we're talking about intention versus action. Does intention matter? Legally, intention does matter in some cases. So mm-hmm. if you look at the differentiations we have between the degrees of murder, first degree, yeah. second degree, and we've got manslaughter, the worst one is... The one where you had all of the intentions. You have to prove intent. Yeah. yeah. And that's a hard thing to prove. But you know what's interesting there? I think this is actually kind of, it's like, yeah, smart people have thought of this before us, right? Like, oh, yeah, we're not intent, the first. <laughs> yeah. Intent matters, but it matters on a scale. And we're and literally the right. degree to which we punish people shows that, right? It matters. Yeah. So we'll punish you less here, <laughs> but you're yeah. still getting punished. You know, there's a certain... Yeah, you still did the action, like the result matters the most. Yeah. I mean, one of the most tragic kind of examples for me always is like someone who hits somebody with their car. Right. Maybe they weren't paying attention. Yeah. I mean, we'll take away alcohol stuff for a second because that's just pure neglect when you or whatever, you know, you know, I'm not seeing the consequences of your actions once you get into that car. But right. But if you're driving and you weren't paying attention for a second and you end up, you know, hurting or even killing somebody, you know. I'm not smiling because that. I'm smiling because you were so driving. <laughs> it was, yeah, I was miming driving for some reason. I'm so sorry. I'm well, you're bus. saying something really serious, <laughs> but like <laughs> you're showing me how driving works. Oh, is this how it works? Thank you. Okay, I'm so sorry. Please continue with your super serious. It's thing. good that you described your intention <laughs> there because, or, because otherwise I would just see you laughing at death. <laughs> I had to, yeah, I had to describe because you saw me smiling. <laughs> Listeners, I'm so sorry. Um, All right. Well, as I was saying, if you uh-huh. kill somebody <laughs> no, unintentionally, now, oh my god, <laughs> you have the giggles the worst possible time. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Okay. So if you kill somebody at like the you know unintentionally while driving, does that mean, hey, we should take his intention into account? Well, yes, you should take the intention into account. But you're also, there's a few choices you made once you got into that vehicle, right? Is that you, you're kind of making a commitment to be attentive, (laughs) be a good driver, and not doing so is being neglectful. And 
it, to me, again, it's very upsetting because from my point of view, let's say somebody did lose a life, it, like their life, that life is gone and you can't get it back. Yeah. And then there's this other person whose life might be gone as well, in a sense, even though they're still here because of, right. especially if they're a good person. I try to imagine sometimes what if somebody did that to somebody who was close to me, just the way my mind works. I can't imagine holding that against them for, for too long, you know, like it's done. Yeah. It happened. It was horrible. You know, we need to figure out how this won't happen again, but to me, it wouldn't be worth losing two lives. So I, I don't know. This is again, yeah. really, really, really dark and deep here, but there is actually kind of a clear example of that maybe four or five years ago in London, there was um, a woman who accidentally drove into like the entrance of a Costco and killed like a kid and a mom or Ugh. a few kids. And it, and it was just like her, her foot slipped, like she was wearing flip-flops or something and her foot slipped yeah. onto the gas instead of the, and, um, and she was dealing with the mental repercussions of that. Like, can you imagine having to deal with yeah. that? You could be the nicest person in the world and do yeah. that by accident. You exactly. Know? Yeah. And also, you know, an accident is an accident. We should keep that yes, in mind, yeah. you know? And so, I don't know, for me, the intention really, really does matter there even though the consequence, the impact is huge. It doesn't mean that we, but again, it's not like one, we're saying intention versus action. Is it not, it's not one or the other. Right. You can recognize the impact and deal with that and also recognize the intention. And sometimes it's just, it's just messy in the yeah. end, right? Yeah, it's an issue because we always put verses, but then it's like. <laughs> well, this to me is makes more sense to put verses because there really is often, these are at odds more. But it doesn't mean that we don't kind of address both of those things. Just like in you're saying when it comes to criminal law or whatever. Right. You factor intent into it, but that doesn't negate the action entirely. It might just minimize, right. I don't minimize, but it like- Kind of tempers it. It puts it into a different context, a different light, and that helps everyone understand better, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. this is heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah, this got really heavy. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of the quote? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I feel like I'm putting you on the spot a lot today. Yeah, we have to ask you all these questions back. <laughs> the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I mean, that is such a general thing. Sometimes that is the case. Yeah. And that's why that quote exists. There are people who had good intentions and somehow ended up in a very bad place. Mm. But there's so many other factors usually. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like the good intentions brought them to hell. Okay. It's that it, they, they, what they, they started something with good intentions and then some other stuff started, you know, factoring in as well. So do you think that's a useful, is that a useful quote or should we just toss it aside? It's a useful quote in the sense that people should remember that intentions are not all that matter. Like just mm -hmm. having good intentions is not, is not enough. And it's, I mean, it's important to recognize intention. I think part of my I mean, I used to struggle with this too, when I did upset somebody and I would always be like, well, that wasn't my intention. Yeah. And I'd have to, and they'd say, yeah, but this is what happened. Right. This is what you did action. And this was the impact, the consequence. Yeah. And that matters too. Mm -hmm. Now where I struggle sometimes is when it's subjective, when like I could do the same action mm. with one person and have one result and I do it with, uh, you know, have, and, and with, you know, the same intention and action with somebody else and have a different impact. Right. And so therefore I start to, it's like, well, how I might not have known that it would impact somebody a certain way. And therefore I think in that point, that's not all on me. 
now the more you know nuanced thing to understand there is okay if you do it once that's one thing right then i can argue that if i do it over and over again and i should already know how something affects somebody then it is on me mm. right yeah so you know then it's just neglectful again yes right so and that's no longer accidental really it means that you're not putting thought into the consequences and right. it is important for us to do that. We have to try to see the consequences of our actions. Literally, people who can't see the consequences of their actions, that's disordered. Like, so right. if you're capable of that, you have to, you have to exercise that you have to practice that. Because mm -hmm. then if you're not, that is neglect. And it's not just about your intention there. I don't know. What do right. you think? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I just, I only wanted to know about your thoughts on it. <laughs> oh, <Brian. laughs> <laughs> I just had a quote and I thought I'd see what you thought. Yeah, I don't know. What do I think of it? I mean, I think it's a fun thing to say to people when they're like, well, I didn't mean or I didn't. It's like, well, nobody gives a shit what you meant when this is what actually happened. Do you say that sometimes though, to people? Are you one of those people? It's like, well, it doesn't matter what you meant. I would never say to somebody, it doesn't matter what you meant. No, I wouldn't either. I'd be no, like, there I are get people that. Who said that to me. Like, I don't care doesn't matter. Oh, I think and it that does matter. bothers me to a degree. Like, like it's also, it's a good way to, if all, that's all they have to say, I get that it matters. I, I get what mm -hmm. you intended. And I understand that. Yeah. This is what happened. Right. And then it leaves the room for me to also go like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm so sorry. What can I do to rectify this? No, you're right. I would never say it doesn't matter. Cause I would be like, because well, then it puts them on the defensive. It puts people on the defense. It puts them on the defensive. And if, if someone really does have good intentions, then there's no reason to deny that. Like, there's no reason to kind of give someone a hard time when they really did have good intentions. Imagine if all the people with good intentions aren't able to, like, how frustrating that must be to have good intentions and continually mean to do something good and mm -hmm. be shut down and not even just shut down, but ignored, like, not even having your intentions taken into account. I'm sure that's, that's contributed to lots of people's anger. I'd be angry yeah. if that were, that's like when you're a kid and you feel like you're not even allowed to, to defend yourself, right? Like at least, yeah. I don't know. Like if we want the world to be a better place, we should, I don't know. We should want at least the first step is for people to have good intentions. And if they do have good intentions, they'll probably also listen to you eventually but you have to validate them first. Like, yes, I understand yeah. that you meant well and thank you for meaning well, but like you need to do this shit. Mm -hmm. So basically, so we want to say the goal is for intent to match action. Yes. So that's, that's the goal, first of all. So how do we, how do we get there? Do you think like, how do we get intent to match action in somebody where that's not happening continuously? How should I know? What, what is this? What, what am I supposed to <laughs> solve the world's problems? God damn it. <laughs> Um, how do we get them to, uh, let's see. well, I think you answered that a little bit already, right? One, you have to be willing to listen. You know, if somebody tells you afterwards that your intent is not matching your action, you have to listen to them. Right. Right. You have to be aware that there's something. Yeah. It, it really comes down to, we talked about this the last episode, but self-awareness. It's true, actually. Yeah. That would, being aware of how. You come off. And... Yeah. Because it, it's almost like you don't really know how you look until. Okay, I'm going to make an analogy. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I needed to carry it. I love your analogies. I let's feel like... Let's, make this, let's, let's hear this like 80% their analogy and then the 20% you stumble to the end. Let's do it. <laughs> well, now you've made me self-conscious about no, it. No, no, it's going to be great. I feel like it's the difference between putting your makeup on blind and having a mirror. So like 
you could mm -hmm. put on makeup and be like, okay, I know that foundation goes here. I know that blush goes here and lipstick goes here, but it's not until you look in the mirror that you mm. see if you follow the lines correctly, or if it actually looks good. If your intention matched your action. If your intention matched your action. Maybe that's a terrible example or analogy. That was a fantastic example. That was so was good. It? That was oh, like your best okay. one yet. What? I actually prefer it when it's not quite there because it's funnier. Uh-huh. But that one was there? <laughs> that was a good one. That was there. Yeah. Totally. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, and the mirror is your self-awareness, but it's also sometimes other people, right? You exactly. don't always have... Well, that the... gives you... That helps give you self-awareness. Yeah. And you need good lighting. Yeah. So now I'm running with it because you told me it's good. <laughs> but you have to accept it from others, right? That's the whole point. Right. Other people telling you it is not the self-awareness. It's you listening to that. Right. Right. Whether you see yourself in, you know, the, the mirror, you can either self-reflect and realize it on your own to some degree. Yeah. Or you can get some help from others. Yeah. But that's really, that is important to listen. Okay. So like I said, my intention might have been good in one case and I didn't come off the way I wanted to, to one individual. And I was maybe mistaken because it came off better. At least I thought so to somebody else. Okay. But now they told me this. Now I'm aware of how I come off at least to them. Yeah. It's my job to not like, it's easy to kind of buckle down, you know, on what you believe mm. and kind of stick with it and be like, well, they should change. Right. This is my intention. They need to take it the way that I meant it. And that's not necessarily the best course of action. Yeah, that seems more, that doesn't seem like the empathetic response. It's not empathetic. Yeah. I think all of us have been on the receiving side of emotional pain. Like we all know yeah. what it feels like to be hurt and whether your intentions are good or not. I think yeah. the important thing is to realize that that's how the person feels. Yeah. And doesn't mean that your intentions don't matter. It just means that it's good to prioritize people's feelings. I feel like we've been too on topic. But, uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Let me go ask ahead. you to keep it even more on topic. Ooh. Do you believe there are cases though where people are being too sensitive and need to like, I don't know, lighten up a little bit? Like maybe there is a bit, mm -hmm. like maybe it is on the person sometimes who's being, let's say, offended or the uh, action is being seen as negative by them. Like, are there cases where that is the case, do you think? And they need to just, they're the ones who need to change a little bit not the person who had the good intention and the uh, possibly decent action? I think it's really hard to measure. It depends. So I don't think that you can tell anyone that they're too sensitive. I I have like an aversion to that idea, yeah. even because, I, I mean, I've been told not in the case of like humor or offensivity, because yeah. in that case, I'm not that easily offended. But in general, I think being told that you're too sensitive is very hurtful. That's triggering in itself. Yeah, right? it's it also denies their, you know, subjective reality, what they're dealing with. It's denying someone's experience. So I don't think you can tell someone you need to like, you need to deal with this. This is your problem. Yeah. I mean, you can, but I think that's shitty. <laughs> it's just not being a nice person. I'm just playing devil's advocate here a little bit. Like, what no, if, no, I appreciate it. I like it. Yeah. But what if someone's subjective reality really is just so far removed from reality that they need to get a little bit of self-awareness about that. And mm. even though it's not denying the reality, but it's like putting the onus on them a little bit to yeah. maybe remove themselves from situations where, where that's affecting them or, you know, kind of putting the onus not on the other person constantly is what I'm saying, or the other party. Yeah, I think a way to look at that is not to tell them what they need to do or what they should do, but maybe to say something like, it would be easier to live in the world if you were able to 
to deal with this to some extent on your own. Like if you're going to be triggered by everything that you see and you can't control those things, not everything is within your control. You can't ignore, you know, there's only so much that you can filter Mm -hmm. what you're going to see in the world. So, I mean, we all have to deal with this to an extent. I mean, that doesn't that come down to a little bit how the society, there's always kind of a question of how much should we cater to people's needs and how much do they have to kind of do for themselves? There's like this balance that's always, you know, good old example, like, all right, people are in wheelchairs, we have ramps for them. We understand this is a need that people have. And okay, so we listen to the needs of people in society. And we try to have an as inclusive uh, society as we can. But I'd wage that it's kind of impossible to be 100% inclusive. (laughs) Right? Like it's, we can't cater to everyone's very specific particular needs. And some people have to I mean, like, okay, going back to this comedian example, if you're being offended by something a comedian said, especially if this is their space, I think this is part of where it matters. If someone's infringing on your space, Mm. then it's on, I think the onus is more on them. Right. But if you have the ability to just not listen to that comedian or something, I wouldn't be going after them going, you're offending me, you're offending me, you're offending me. Yeah. So much like, don't listen to them then. Those are super different examples in my, in my view, but I agree. I agree on the comedian side, of course. I really, I don't totally understand the need to, the need to go around silencing people that are offending you. Because if it's pretty easy to not listen, just don't listen. Like you don't have to, there are lots of things I don't like that I just don't listen to, or there are things that upset me that I just don't watch. You're not talking about the comedian stuff. Now you said the other. Yeah, I'm talking about the comedian stuff. Oh, you're talking about comedians. So you agree with that? I agree with that. Yeah. So what do you, so the other thing though, what, what's the thing you don't agree with there? Okay, you know what? I don't disagree with it. I just have a hard time. I think that's just a difficult place because it's in some ways it's just so unfair. Like what did I mean when I said you can't be 100% inclusive? Well, yeah, you can't be 100% inclusive. When I say that, I'm not saying not to be. But inclusive. you should try. Yes, you should try to be inclusive. You should try. You might fail, but you should continue to make everything. Yeah. Try to make everything as accessible as possible. But maybe that's too easy of an answer. I don't know. I mean, yeah, so I'm, I guess we're not being specific with what we're saying here. So even me just saying you should try to be, you can't be hundred percent inclusive. Somebody's hearing that going, what are you, what are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe that's what I'm, you know, they're hearing me say that they're going, are you saying we can't, we can't uh, be inclusive of trans people? No, that's not what I'm saying. I think we should, you know, I think we should be as inclusive as possible, but I do think there's particular, I'm thinking when it's more subjective and it's also something somebody can avoid. I think that's where the divide happens for me a little bit. You know, if it's some, if you come into somebody else's space and expect them to cater to you, and now I'm not talking about public space. I'm talking about into somebody else's space. Right. It's different than them being also, if they're forced to be in your space, then they, they should be catering to you a little bit more, right? If they have to be subject to you. Mm. If I'm living in a house with someone and they're going to see me all the time, yeah, I should really try to cater to the people in my house more and be empathetic to their needs. If I don't live in their house, I don't have to change how I am in my house necessarily. Right. And they shouldn't be like coming into your room and being like, I hate this book you have in your closet. (laughs) It all comes back to going into people's closet. I find this book offensive. I can't have it even in this house. That's like, that's way too offensive. Speaking of books. Uh Huh? I was going to say, speaking of offending people. Oh, (laughs) no, no. Speaking of books. What, Josh? No, no, I, you, you do the segues. You're no, the no, segue you do queen. the segue because my segue sucks. No, you're the do segue it. queen. Do it. Do it. I'm not. I've you been are. demoted. I've, I've been nope. demoted to segue. I'm the only one who can promote or demote. Prince. You. That's 
fucking bullshit. I, <laughs> as queen, I demote you from that honor. <laughs> okay, so you recognize it. Great. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So speaking of offending people, I did want to mention this, although I don't know why or if I still should, but the J.K. Rowling case was is kind of a big example of this, right? Now. Yes. Oh. It is. And she's like, she's actually my favorite author. Yeah, she's definitely one of mine. And I actually, yeah, I really looked up to her and I have like some reservations now. I still, like, I can still appreciate her writing and all of that, but it is a little bit problematic. So, okay, maybe I'll give some background for anyone who doesn't know. I guess she made some controversial tweets in June of 2020. She was kind of responding to something that referred to people who menstruate instead of just saying women she kind of made a joke about it that's how it started and then didn't she say like uh i, I think they're called something right women yeah the classic <laughs> humor. she just started like kind of being sarcastic or whatever yeah and i think so the main issue really with what happened and, and then okay and then it happened like the whole there was a lot of backlash and yeah they, they're saying she's being anti uh anti-trans or transphobic transphobic right and she was referred to as a turf so that's a trans exclusionary radical feminist um and she responded with an essay mm-hmm. where she talked about her her own experiences and how she felt that she needed women as as a separate designation to feel safer to feel safer to describe her own experiences as um you know, a victim of domestic abuse. And she talks about her own work with kids and with women and all of that stuff. And honestly, I really don't doubt that her intentions are good and that she means well. But overall, doubling down instead of just apologizing and saying, like, I I didn't mean to. Yeah. What do you think of that? Like, I think you just kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like, okay, I think I think you and I can both agree her intentions were not bad. And she's clearly, I don't think she's, she's not a bad person. I mean, no, there's other things she's done. She's done a lot of good. She's been very yeah, philanthropic. She, I know she believes herself to be a good person, of course. For sure. And I have always seen her as a good person. And this doesn't change personally my view of her as a good person. I don't want to taint. It's not like, oh, you're a bad person now. I don't think she's a bad person. And part of that is because she is, this is born out of, from her mind, at least good intentions. Yeah. Now, of course, you and I talking about this, we're not trans, we're not on the receiving end of this. So, you know, take this as you will. Yeah, neither is that we're, <laughs> yeah we, we can't have the full conversation, right? You're, you know, but, you know, that being said, her intentions, I think were good, but that's only, you know, she has to recognize the impact, I think. Yes. Now, she can still, this is where it's tricky. She feels she's like fighting a battle, I think. She yeah. feels like there's some like battle to be one here and it maybe it's being lost and she's standing up for women. That's what she believes. She's standing up for women and safe spaces for women, both by definition and, yeah. you know, in reality. Right. I understand. I, again, this is empathizing, right? I understand where she's coming from. I remember reading this and going, okay, I see what she means, where she's coming yeah. from, but she is kind of ignoring the impact she's having. And I think just addressing that impact would have right. gone so much further yeah and not you know not i've got trans friends you know the old yeah i hate that you That's know such a, <laughs> she yeah. kind of did that because you know here's here's you know the facts are trans people have been suffering even recently from a lot of hate if anything they're probably feel some of the like least safe yeah <laughs> amongst people 
right now. And these are just, you know, things to consider. So when someone of her stature, of her power makes these comments, it, it holds a lot of weight. And I'm sure she knows that. that's why she's putting it out there to win her battle. But, you know, that does kind of mean that she's ignoring the consequence and the impact on the other mm -hmm. side here. And I think she could have just gone a long way by at least addressing that and trying to have a, a dialogue instead of like being like, I get this. I understand. I know my answer. Even if she still thinks she's right. Right. Just the way she went about that, I think. Yeah. yeah. It gets even, I think it, I agree. And I, I think it gets even more complicated when you think about the fact that a lot of what she's battling too is the fact that she's been attacked for her comments. And she's like, I should be able to say. She's getting defensive. She's getting very defensive. And it's like, well, you, unfortunately, that's kind of part of what comes with that much fame is anything you say affects a lot of people. So exactly. your freedom of speech is kind of, it's not that it's restricted, but it, mm -hmm. it has such an impact that maybe it matters less what you want to do <laughs> and matters more what you're what the impact is on people. Yeah. Would you say that your action or your impact matters more, the more power that you have? I mean, it's hard to say yes or no, but I think that it's something to be aware of when you have millions of followers. Like, I mean, in her case, it's also that she, you know, there are generations of kids who were brought up on her books and like Harry Potter is, is so important to so many people. And it's not and just like, important because people like it. It's important because it it has great messages. It really oh, does for have sure. a positive impact, I would say, on yeah. the world. And it's all, you know, inclusivity. You know, yeah. people pointed out that her books seem to be saying almost a different message than her. At least it sounds like that to people, right? For sure. And I and I mean, again, I I really don't think her intention yes. is against anyone. I think it's just her own you know and I think like she's just angry that she can't just say what she believes and that she can't just defend her own experiences without being attacked yeah. that makes sense but it also makes sense that someone who has grown up with all the someone who's grown up with I don't know like someone who has dealt with all the discrimination of being trans hearing that from like a hero of theirs I, mm -hmm. I can't even imagine how that feels really I can't like it was cringy to read parts of her essay yeah yeah, but on the other hand, like, you know, what she was saying, it's not like she was like, trans people suck. Like, no, in her mind, but... again, the stuff she was saying was not anti, that's why she's, she wrote it. If she yeah, thought no, that I... it was, she wouldn't have. So that's what the, again, intention versus action or impact is, this is a perfect example because yeah. in her mind, she's not fighting against trans people. She's fighting for safe space for women, in a sense. Right, but she is smart enough to realize that those overlap, like she... I think she's blinded by her own mission in a way. Maybe. She doesn't see how. Exactly. Blinded, meaning she's not listening yeah. to people in a sense. Again, I don't think listening necessarily means changing what she wants for, you know, she doesn't need to necessarily give that up when she listens to the needs of others, you know, right. having a dialogue and allow also means other people will listen to your concerns a little bit more freely if you yes. are a little bit more open yourself but kind of putting your foot down and doubling down especially yeah. like let's be honest the way she kind of started everything wasn't with this letter it was with these kind of sarcastic yeah almost like kind of I don't know had some <laughs> attitude in the yeah. way she wrote these things you know it wasn't it wasn't with kindness we'll put it that way right 
Yeah. It was, she was so sure of what she was saying that she was being kind of cocky about it. It's so weird to say this because again, she is clearly an intelligent person. And again, I want to reiterate that I think she's a good person. Yeah, I think so too. It breaks my heart to see the other way people going, I can't even read Harry Potter anymore because of her. And oh, that breaks my heart to hear that because it's like, she's not Hitler. Like, She's not, she's not out to hurt people. And I think that yeah. intention does matter in that regard. And again, I just personally, you know, I don't want to talk about cancel culture or whatever and all that stuff, but going out the idea of like, you can a little, <laughs> well, I just, I don't, I don't like the idea of trying to cancel her no, or, or people like her. I like the idea of trying to have a dialogue still and trying to have yeah. that conversation because she she isn't this person that can't be, I don't believe she's somebody who you can't have a conversation with just because someone yeah. upset you with what they said doesn't mean you can't, even if you think the onus is on them to suddenly figure it out. I'm not, I'm going to like cancel them until then. I would rather, yeah. I'd rather not put hateful rhetoric back in order to, even if you're, again, it doesn't matter who's right. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. And I think it's the, it's like a, having an argument where like, it's the difference between having a discussion and just being like, La, 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 and one person just covering their ears and being like mm-hmm. I can't even listen to you it's like I understand I understand the need like sometimes you just can't listen to the shit that someone's saying yeah but it's also really not uh what's the word like helpful it's not productive <laughs> it's very not productive yeah yeah so but I I do believe that like I guess you said you weren't sure of this but the more I think about it like again if you have a position of power I do think I do understand the argument that it's up to, we should recognize, and also the person in the position of power, it's kind of on them to recognize that their actions have more weight than their intentions. Yeah. I mean, everybody's, you know, you can argue that with anybody. Maybe me and my house, my actions have more weight than my intentions, but somebody with millions of followers and tons of money and a position, you know, high up there. Yeah. They have, it's kind of, it's like a bigger responsibility, like more responsibility comes with more power. So. I think that then I saw was it recently there was um this is it a saying people are gonna people who know this better are gonna are be, we gonna be are we gonna sound super old right now yeah no somebody, okay have you heard of this singer Demi Lovato yes Demi Lovato she's a singer yeah so I know there's people out there going what do you mean have you heard of her she's like Cute. yeah I think everybody's right. heard that name, no. <laughs> okay I don't really know much even about I've Demi. heard of her yeah so. I don't know much about this person but I just saw this little controversy that happened recently I've heard of Semi Lovato not Demi Lovato. Is it, are you making a joke? It was a really bad joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you making a joke? And you have to keep Never that, ter- keep that terrible joke. It. No, I get to keep it in there. I get to tell I no, want. keep it in there. <laughs> <laughs> so Demi Lovato, apparently, I think it was on her Instagram or on her social media. Mm-hmm. She called out some either ice cream or frozen yogurt shop for having, for, I think for having sugar-free options. She thought they shouldn't for some reason. What? I probably should have researched this more. Yeah, probably. But from what I, <laughs> from what I understand, yeah, she called them out. But you know, the and they they subsequently went out of business. Or well, no, I think they're still in business. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it could have maybe I don't know how badly it damaged her business or if it did, but people were very very upset with her because of the way she called them out. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not actually sure what it is she was calling out. That sounds kind of <laughs> awesome enough for having sugar-free options. I think that's a good thing. But from what I understand, she was upset about these sugar-free or you know diet options being triggering to people in some way. Yeah. And okay, whether or not you agree with that, I don't think I agree with that at all. But whether or not you agree with that, it's different than just like some random person going on Yelp 
and leaving a review of a place for such a reason. She has millions of followers again. She has much more power. And therefore, regardless of her intention, her action matters so much more. Yeah. The impact, because the impact is potentially so much greater, right? She could put this small business out of business. Yeah. Just with her words alone. So her actions, in a sense, matter more. Or maybe they got more attention now and everyone's going to go there just to see. I mean, this might be the Because they know Demi Lovato, but yeah, no, but that's, but that's okay. because it's people recognize part of that reason, part of that is because people maybe recognize that, but it's definitely caused a, a bigger, you know, fuss. Like, for example, police aren't just somebody defending themselves with a gun. They have a position of power, so their actions matter more. There are people here walking around in the States who have a gun, and if they feel threatened, they might use it, whatever you think of that. But, you know, we hold a police officer, you know, there's these extend your ground laws and whatnot, right? But we, we hold police officers to a much higher standard because, you know, their position of power, what they're trained in. I don't know how I feel about this analogy. I, I don't know that this is an equivalent analogy, but... Oh, and I'm not necessarily making it in a specifically equivalent analogy to Demi Lovato, okay. <laughs> but I still think it's another example of having power mm. and well, having more power, meaning that your actions or your impact matter more, mm. right? So I'm just, I'm just taking it to the next extreme. I see, I so, see, I see. So like, okay, okay, please, next extreme here, right? <laughs> they have more power than your average uh, citizen, right? And they mm. have weapons. They have more power both physically and figuratively, yeah. Is it also the difference between, so do you remember that there was a reporter talking to Donald Trump and she was saying how he's not just some crazy uncle on Twitter. He's the president of the United States. Exactly. This is yeah. a perfect example. Again, we keep going to see, keep going up. We're going higher. Just in the higher and higher, yeah. No, it's a perfect example because yes, suddenly, again, if it's your crazy uncle saying this stuff on Twitter, saying a bunch of- It's like whatever. I mean- yeah. It's it, it's not even like whatever. We have problems if your crazy uncle saying yeah. crazy stuff on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if the president of the United States is saying that, it can rally all kinds of people who defer yeah. to your authority right. to follow you and what you, you are saying and what you believe, yeah. whether or not he even believes in it. He's just saying this stuff sometimes. Yeah, and it's, he has so much power. And therefore, yeah. whatever his intention was kind of pales in comparison to the, the impact and the action. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that's you know, that's that's great. You're the one who, who brought up that. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's great that you explained exactly what I wanted to explain, but like better than I. I was just like, this is an example, and then you explained it perfectly. I have a question though for you. Have you ever? Oh. you kind of been asking me this. I want to know. Do you have any examples, maybe in a relationship, or or something where like this intention versus action thing was a was a real issue for you whether you were on the receiving end or you were the perpetrator <laughs> um i have a hard time thinking of examples um, you said you can be offended sometimes more easily than people realize has has someone offended you before and you had to respond to them saying that was not my intention i again i can't think of an example exactly sorry but as long as my feelings aren't totally dismissed because i think I, I have been told before, like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter that you feel that way because that's not what I meant. I've been told that in a relationship, for example. And it's mm. like, well, 
it still kind of matters how I feel. And I think it should matter more to someone in a relationship, you'd think, right? One would think so. Yeah. Because you're much more attuned as part of being in a relationship. It's not just some, the closer you are to someone, would you say, then, yeah, yeah, your action, your impact, especially your impact really matters. Ideally. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. Because like, if anyone cares what the impact is, like, if anyone should care how you feel, regardless of how logical your reaction may seem to them, if anyone should care, it's the person you're in a in an yeah. intimate relationship with. Yeah, you know, I just realized because I was just talking about power in that regard. Like mm. we're talking about power over people in general. But when you're in a relationship, suddenly you might as well be the president and and the first lady. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? You guys are that the amount of power you have in regards to the other person in that sense is much greater because of the way that you can affect how they feel because they yeah. care so much more about every little thing you do and think and all of that so the obviously the impact the actions matter more and that's why you probably end up in a lot of conversations about what you meant and yeah I find myself doing that in, in you know in my relationship still now like oh this is oh my god I'm sorry I didn't mean that mm. I, I meant this and oh okay you know and I mean we can talk about I just I was just thinking about you know what what factors into a lot of this stuff are people's biases right yeah. They have like, we talked about confirmation bias before, mm-hmm. right? Which is... Yeah, so I mean, if you already believe something, you basically just look for the one thing that confirms what you believe and then don't yeah. consider anything else. So that might be why somebody else, you know, on the other person, they might have certain biases already, like confirmation there's yeah. confirmation bias. There's other types of biases too. There's, there's hindsight bias. There's unconscious implicit bias implicit bias yeah all these biases yeah many biases (laughs) that one can have (laughs) but basically that would lead somebody to not recognize they actually misconstrue your intention Mm. and I think that happens often the most in relationships Hmm. right right where somebody miss you might have again a certain intention and your partner has some sort of you know bias based on their experiences in the past and they're not actually seeing your action for the way it was intended. So how do you solve that? Again, empathy? communication. Oh. Empathy. <laughs> Listen, you're right. Empathy is what I was getting to. Empathy and communication, empathy. yeah. Yeah, well, communication helps helps with, with empathy, empathy, I would say. <laughs> That's so funny. And I think, yeah, yeah, and I really like what you said about it mattering more from like the person that you're in a relationship with than the president of whatever, whatever, or Demi Lovato. Like, <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, because you're in such a vulnerable position already that like, you're supposed to be able to have your defenses down when you're around that person. You shouldn't have to walk around with like a suit of armor on, you know, it's, it's fine. I understand yeah. going out into the world with, with your walls up and being prepared to have people say things that are going to upset you, but you're supposed to be sensitive in those, you know, relationships. Yeah. I mean, the goal is we want to be around people often who we feel like we're all on the same wavelength. When I say something, I, I'm gonna get my best friend back home. Like the best part of our friendship is I couldn't ever offend him because he always knew what I meant. Right. He always knew. Yeah, I love people like that. He just never misconstrued me and I never misconstrued him. We just understood each other so well. And that to me was a template like of what I want with others. Right. I want us to all to understand each other well enough that it's just not possible. Like after communicating, mm-hmm. even with this person in my house that I've had uh, sometimes some I don't want to say arguments or, you know, we've had some uh, uh, squabbles, (laughs) 
uh, over this, again, intention versus action sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Once we understood each other better, both of us could kind of step back and be like, all right, I, I, I get the other person now. I know what I should or shouldn't say. And if I did happen, let's say, to say something I shouldn't have, she can be like, okay, I get what he intended now, even though, yeah. and I see that now, even though I might not like the action or something. Yeah. So yeah, that communication is so, so important. Yeah. And I like your description of how your relationship with your, your best friend is, because it's, that's when you can really be yourself. And I mean, you can express yourself without having to censor, like you just, you just get to be and know that people understand you. I mean, that's, that's wonderful. That's human interaction at its best. That's amazing. That's what we want. Cause again, you get that walking on eggshells. You know, with some people, right? You understand for where, sure, yeah. Where you think they're going to misconstrue your your intention yeah. more, you you start to walk on eggshells a little more around them, or they might mm. do that with you, and it's kind of you're it's more anxiety inducing. Yeah, and it's just I think that's a lot of what makes for me like a lot of what makes social interactions difficult is being afraid of how people might construe my your, int- your intention. Yeah, how people might yeah. take things. And I, I think I've told I told a story example before about that girl who thought that I was laughing at her, and the, at a later yeah, party. Yeah, that's a perfect example of intention versus action. Yeah, I realized that later. <laughs> at a later party, she she confronted me very aggressively. Except she didn't confront me. She confronted my friend Adriana. Actually, as yeah. I just mentioned earlier, she confronted Adriana, thinking she was me. And instead of just apologizing, which is what I should have done. I I was just like I'm not I don't want to engage with this and I kind of just hid but um mm. don't hide it's better to cuz then the whole like the whole time you're just yeah. sitting there uncomfortable it breeds a lot of resentment and anger between yeah. people unless she was about to be I thought she looked like she was about to get violent and I was like Adriana <laughs> can take this Well I was going to say I if, if if something is a there's we're, we're talking about with healthy people relationships all that sort of stuff obviously there are people out there they they can tell you they have a great intention but if they continuously have a very terrible action yeah (laughs) right then that's toxic wait am i that person in that story no you're not no no, you're not (laughs) there's nothing i'm not saying this is Is an example of it oh i'm not saying this i don't know i don't know (laughs) i'm just saying there are examples of toxic situations and it's easy sometimes to also hear from somebody like oh that wasn't my intention over and over and over and over again and maybe these two people just don't line up and that's the explanation but maybe this other person doesn't see the consequences of their actions or is not empathizing it usually comes down to them not empathizing and therefore it's toxic and while I do feel that it's really important to trying to judge in general by people's intentions when it's toxic then you have to just see the reality for what it is, right? Yeah. See the actions, that's the reality. And you have to kind of get out of that situation. Yeah. Although going back to like that story I told about Oscar at the beginning, and right. part of me wanting to get to like, I don't know, you know, I said I want to go in too fast with people and get to the yeah. deep stuff. Part of that I think comes from me not wanting to have those walk on eggshell moments with people where we don't know. I want to find oh. out that stuff. I want to find out that stuff fast. I want to find it out as soon as possible. So You're we very can be patient. real. We can, yeah. well, I want to be real with people. I want them to, yeah. even if it's uncomfortable at first, like I want them to know me, my sense of humor, what I believe. I want to find out what they believe. And again, catch yeah. those inconsistencies. Otherwise 
I don't know how to respond, you know? I want to catch all that stuff early so that it can be like it is with my best friend where we just know each other so well that we don't have that that kind of non-alignment between intention and action. Are we at that point yet, Josh? I was actually going to ask you that. That's how aligned we are. I was actually going to ask you. Well, I was wondering... Do you have to walk on eggshells around me? No, I am actually, I was going to say, I actually feel even from part of the reason I think you and I started, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but part of the reason, um, by the way, it's something I love to say, you can tell me if I'm wrong, because I think that really helps. Oh, and I will. (laughs) Help set the stage for in case those two things don't align. Okay. But I think I I do believe right from, I don't say the start, not like in preschool, but I mean, when we started like becoming friends uh, again, I think that part of that was we were pretty well aligned. We had that certain sense of, um, I don't know, I didn't feel like I was walking on eggshells with you. Yeah, it does feel like a free discussion. Like, I don't worry about what you're going to think. You don't worry about offending me generally. I've never worried about what you will think of me. There was like that one time you thought you upset me. Remember that? or something? Oh my God, that was different because I thought I had gone too far and somehow upset you. And I was so worried about it. I still think I might've and that you just- no. You're kind of brushing them the rug. And- I'm telling you, like if I if something did bother me, also I would just be communicative about it. What bothers oh, me good. sometimes with people is that it upsets them, and then you find out like a month later. Right. It's like what? I, I wasn't prepared to deal with this now. Like I thought we were good for an entire month, and you were holding resentment. Like I'm not going to do that to others. You know, do, right. do unto others as you would yeah. have done unto you. I don't want people to do that to me, so I don't do it to others. If I'm, mm. I will not hold a resentment towards somebody for both of our sakes. Right. That's good. Right. I think that's good. No resentment, guys. Like, just be, deal with it. Be honest. Be straightforward. Yeah. If you don't understand someone's intention, find out fast. Yeah. If their action bothered you, tell them soon. Right. Don't tell them later. So it's a good thing that I instantly get mad at you when something you do pisses me off. <laughs> Is that good? Um, it depends if it's something that's going to remain with you and you're going to get mad later. Or if you feel like maybe if you... <laughs> You know what I mean? Okay. If you don't get mad okay. right away. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving you too logical on answers to this. Yeah, uh, no, it's okay. What about you, Aya? How do you feel? Yeah, I, I don't feel like I need to walk on eggshells at all. Um, you know, unless we were doing that as an activity and we, were, we had all the, as we mentioned. Oh my gosh, you and the you and the eggshell walking. I think that's, literal, a, that's, that's like a an episode like one. Episode two. <laughs> Is, it, Is two? it episode one? I liked that. I don't one. know. It's like right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like you're less into this, but I, I found it entertaining as an idea that people would walk on eggshells for fun. But yeah, no, I I feel very comfortable expressing myself, which probably helps a lot. Um, less so when we're broadcasting the entire thing. I do feel like I walk on eggshells a little bit, which probably, you know, censors me a bit, but that's probably for the best. We're more, we're better with each other than we are with like the public. <laughs> right. It does. It kind of, it helps a bit that I have you to talk to. If I were just talking into a microphone to the public, I'd have a hard time. You know, so it's interesting to kind of come full circle here. You know how I talked about that trip I was on this weekend Yeah. with Oscar, the guy I talked about, also uh, my friend Andrew, who I live mm-hmm. with, and uh, my girlfriend. And again, it was a great trip. But really, we had like one issue that kind of kept popping up on this trip and like there's always something when you go on a trip with a bunch of people there's like something yeah. and this one is so it's kind of like funny like from a distance okay because basically whenever let's say we were talking about going to get food yeah like two to three out of the four people constantly 
are trying to kind of feel what the other person really wants or isn't saying, Mm -hmm. not just about food, but let's say wherever we're going. So people are making decisions not based on what they want, but what they think other people want. Why can't everybody just say what they want? Exactly. That's my thing. So I, one of the things I do is I always just tell people what I want Yeah. because I know I'm thinking ahead, like, or I said this at one point uh, to my girlfriend, I said, or (laughs) if you are going to cater to somebody else and not do what you want, never tell them what you really wanted. (laughs) You have to. Oh, that's true. Otherwise that's just, you're just setting up guilt for later. Yeah. You know, if you go with, if you say, yeah, I just went with what you wanted at the time, but I really didn't want to. And you tell them that later. That's problematic. Yes. So (laughs) we had like this whole case of like everybody having these like really good intentions on this trip Mm -hmm. of like trying to, but instead I remember we literally got to this one restaurant at one point. And like nobody actually wanted to go. And <laughs> oh my God, everybody, it turned out, yeah, nobody there. Everybody was like, I went here because I thought that you wanted to. And I went here. Oh no. Wanted to, and I actually wanted to go there, but I was in the bath, <laughs> but I I was in the bathroom when I thought they had already ordered. So I came out and I quickly like ordered. And they're like, Oh, we haven't ordered yet because we weren't sure we wanted to go. I'm like, I thought you guys already ordered. <laughs> and <laughs> everybody, I'm like. And then one of the guys ended up because he was so I guess he was feeling anxious about this whole situation. He's like, I'm just not gonna order. I'm like, we're all we already ordered. Now you should order. Yeah. And then later I'm like, do you it's like coming down to like, are you gonna have you want half of mine? Like <laughs> my stuff. I don't know if you've gotten into these types of situations before, but everybody's intentions were so good. But the the, the result of it was basically yeah. nobody getting what they actually wanted because yeah, yeah. They weren't being honest and communicative. So I think you have to be honest. I think sometimes it's a little bit uncomfortable to disagree with somebody or to, for sure, you know, be open and vulnerable or even to say what you want. I think it's yes. hard to say what you want and to know, cause sometimes like, sometimes I'll just defer to other people. Cause I'm like, I don't know that I want what I want enough to impose my will on other people. So I'll just like let other yeah. people decide. And I'm sure I'll be fine with whatever we decide. Yeah. But I, I'm like happy with the decision. I'll never be like, I'm also oh, fine I with actually that wanted this. Yeah. If I really don't want something, I will say so. Exactly. I think you have to tell so somebody I you really the... don't want. Because if yeah. I, again, if I'm telling somebody I want this, but I don't care, well, I mean that. Like, yeah, yeah. like yes, oh, I would prefer sure. this, yeah. but I don't care if we get that. But someone else is thinking, oh, he said he wants this. He, he's saying he doesn't care, but he probably will care. I almost can't know? handle that stuff anymore. I'm like, just say what you want. Okay. Just come on. <laughs> I know you're being nice. I'll actually point out to people. I'll be like, I know you're being nice, but like, do you actually want this? <laughs> yeah. I don't believe, even if it's a good intention, I don't believe you should in general lie, you know, out of good intentions. Cause that, that right. that's lying out of good intentions is one of those the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's right, like an example okay. there. Yeah. So I think you should be honest. Yeah. At least communicative, empathetic. Ooh, is that our word to end the podcast to start wrapping things up? It is, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. Let's wrap. Let's wrap this thing. I let's do your thing. wrap it up. Do my thing. My thing is to tell all of you that if you enjoyed this episode and other episodes of Adulthood Friends with uh, me, Aya, and Josh. Hi. Who's that person who just said hi? Uh, then please follow us on Facebook at our Adulthood Friends page. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And if you want to leave a rating or a review, that's great. Some of you already have, and that's really wonderful. I yeah. 
uh, there was one post I read in particular. It was very lovely from oh my our- God, it's just so sweet. Yeah, we were just about to stop doing the podcast and then we read that review. Yeah. And now we're like, you know what? We should keep doing No, we weren't going to stop. But well, you say that, but I have moments where I'm like, is this worth it? And then there's this lovely review by our uh, listener, Massimo. And I'm like, well, can't stop now. So sweet. Yeah. Someone's listening. Yeah. If you're listening, Massimo, and we know you are. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That was an awesome review. Yeah. yeah. It was really lovely. And he's also continually beating me at chess I, I can't win oh he, I think I just saw uh I was too late to see it but he just challenged me at chess as well oh have you played yet we're not yet I want to play Massimo we're gonna play you haven't played with him yet at all no but I want it like for months I've been playing I've played like 10 games with him already really why aren't you playing yeah. games with me because you said you don't like the ones where it's like one day or whatever oh wait that's why it's been months you mean you did like two turns in like one month and yeah Yeah. no we got to do like a 30 minute game or something no i don't that's too much of a commitment for me i just i want to do my one move and then wait you'd rather go for months and months on one game than to finish a game in 15 minutes well no i make a move i make moves pretty quickly and when you have time you can make moves quickly but it doesn't make sense to i don't know you lose your memory of the game well see this is why we haven't played yet anyways (laughs) this is why we haven't played anytime you want to play a one day limit i mean i'll take something over nothing so i'll I'll... well fine then also because i thought i might get better so that i wouldn't lose to you but i i've accepted that i'm probably gonna lose to you i don't know that's that's what you're doing now you say that so then when you beat me you're like oh no i don't i'm not gonna be like (laughs) i don't think you understand how bad i still am at this game (laughs) anyways that was completely off topic i don't care So if you'd like to follow us or challenge us on chess.com, please (laughs) do so. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, We really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. uh, How do we usually end this thing? I don't know. I think um, I'm just talking, I think, and at some point the music sort of... Yeah. <laughs>